Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network. Founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook, their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marcia Casper Cook, and um, we're going to have a really good show today, as we always do. And it's a Monday, and we usually don't do shows on Monday. Um, Virginia used to do shows on Monday, but I think Lorraine and Becky, they wanted uh, you know, to, be, to do it on a Monday, and here we are, and we have Lorraine and Becky, and we have Maggie, and it's gonna be, they're going to tell you all about what they do. And um, I'm just going to add a few little things here. Okay. Um, all right. I might not have a few. No, I actually, I'm, actually, I'm going to have um, everybody on the show today does do children's books, but and you know, but we are not. This isn't exactly our children's show because the one I have scheduled here is in October. Um, I have a couple of them scheduled in October. I think Becky is on both of them, but um, I didn't. You know, um, that's going to be a very good show. Well the children's shows, because we haven't had them in a long time. And what I'm finding out is that a lot of people have given up writing children's books, and I do not want that to happen because I've been doing this for 20 years, was an agent, and uh, it's very hard to get books published, but with the new independent indie authors, they can get their books published. And we'll probably talk a little bit about um, what's going on with Create Space and Ingram because um, there's a lot of issues, and everybody's got to redo certain books. Because if you're uh, if you're not on Create Space and you're with Ingram, a lot of your books say out of stock. And I had no idea till Becky <laughs> had told me that my books are out of stock, and they're really not. So I'm changing over everything, and I think that because uh, the KDP, which authors know what that is, the KDP Select, they have actually create space they're the same thing now so it's if your books really aren't on create space i think it's going to be an issue because it's going to they're going to say that they're out of stock which is not a good thing especially when you're paying for promoting and you're doing promoting and you're doing all this work and then you go like oh my god somebody calls you and said they can't get your book and that's like Unbelievable, and I've talked to Amazon many times, and they don't even say that. So there are a lot of new things happening. I, we probably won't get into too much of that today, but we probably will be having shows about this because I think people are getting confused, myself included. I'm out there posting and posting and posting, and you know we all do this, but it's it really does take away from the writing. So today we're going to talk a lot about a lot of different styles of writing. Uh, Everybody on the show is um, multi-genre, so we all can talk about most of the subjects we're going to talk about. And um, I know that they, <laughs> that Lorraine asked me if I have any questions, and I go, well, why would this show be any different than any other show? I don't have a set of questions. I just go from what my authors are on the show or whatever my guests are on the show. That's how I roll because I think it's so much more interesting to hear what they have to say and what they want to talk about. And um, I'm going to introduce Maggie first because she has not been on our show ever before, and so I'm so happy to have her. And Maggie, you want to tell everybody what you do and where they can find you first? Because I always, at the end of the show, I think it's maybe too late to do that. But uh, before I do that, I am Marsha Casper-Cook, and my I have Facebook pages, Marsha Casper-Cook. My Twitter is Michigan Avenue 3. 
and um, we have a new group, which is called the Michigan Avenue Podcast Group. And if you want to go in that group, just go in, and you can post. And um, it's for a lot of the people that have been on my shows. I just started it, and I almost always forget to talk about it. That's why I'm talking about it now. And this way you can post not just from things that you talk about on the show, but you can post your books, whatever you want, or if you have an event coming up. And uh, I actually tried to make a new event on uh, Facebook, and it I don't know what happened. So then I raced, I canceled it, then I put it on. And so I think the one thing I have to say is you got to keep checking everything because Facebook, Twitter, they're all changing, and you can't always do it the same exact way. So I think um, sometimes a safe way, if you go on search, just go, like let's say Marsha Casper Cook, just do that or do, you know, uh, Becky Robbins or anybody, you know, just go in and then that will show you where to find a lot of the people that are on the shows because it's very confusing to constantly not know what's if something is changing. And Facebook has changed so many times. So the event, you can, we used to be able to do events easier. So it's a little different now, and it put the wrong date and put the whole day. So I didn't want to confuse people any more than I usually do. So I think we'll just enjoy the show today and worry about that later. Okay, Maggie, how are you? Good. How are you, Marcia? Thanks for having me on here with everybody. Oh, I'm so glad to have you on, and I want everybody to know what you do. So it's all up to you now. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. This is Maggie Liz, I just said. And I am a fantasy and science fiction author and also a filmmaker. And in addition to that, I said it's definitely so I don't want people to get confused. I am co-author to a children's book series called Charlie the Mouse, and I write that with my mom. And um, that basically sums me up. I'm multifaceted. As you can see, I write all sorts of different things. <laughs> right. You know, and, and that is, it's difficult because it's hard to, you know, market that way, but that's who you are. So I, you know, I mean, yes. you cannot change. We, you know, if you if we do different genres, so that's one of the problems. I know it is a problem for marketing for people, but there's nothing we can do. So that's why on this show we talk, there's all genres. Okay. So all right, Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Uh, and Hi, how are you? You know, every time I find ah. somebody. Every time I friend somebody, they keep coming in, and I look at your name is first. You're always out there. You or Becky, the two of you. Like the, I get all these people coming in saying they want to be be confirmed, and whenever it's all the two of you, you must have like millions of friends <laughs> all over. Yeah, and you got a lot of guys out there. Yeah. You got a lot of guys out there. Yeah. You two have you have guys. What can I tell you? <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Tell, say, tell everybody what you do, Lorraine. Tell everybody what you do. Okay. First, first, I want to say a huge thank you for inviting Becky and oh. I on the show. We oh, you're are welcome. Just absolutely honored. And I want to thank Maggie for being in there with us as a team player today. And I want to yes. thank all the listeners uh, for coming to the show. Um, basically, I write a mixed bag of multi-genre, but the focus mainly it is paranormal it is my passion i am a paranormal paranormal enthusiast not only do i read paranormal but i write paranormal um anything from middle grade to young adult to adult and at, at this time um my current books are a trilogy and at this time i'm just finishing book three in the trilogy that's where i am right now so I'm pretty much a mixed bag um, for genres, but a big focus on the paranormal. Okay. You know what? I just, you know, I didn't really know that much about that because we always talk about other subjects, you know, and I do look you up, but I, you know, but I know, and you were a teacher too, so. Yes, I a retired teacher, and I want to say, are there any, if there's any teachers out there listening, I, oh, God bless all of you. You work so hard. Yeah, we have a lot of teachers that listen. Yeah, we do, you know, a lot of teachers out there. Awesome, awesome, awesome And I know you did something something for Becky's book, too, that, Yes, we'll talk about that. I, um, you know, I took a really interest in it. She sent it to me. You know, she had a beautiful idea. It it comes out of, and I'm going to let her, I'm not going to do any spoilers here, but um, I did, uh, you know, some editing for her, and I, 
I'm developing literacy kits for people that write children's books. What this does is it, number one, it helps readers, which we're talking about children, do a better understanding of the story. It is geared to educators, whether you're a home educator or you're a teacher. It has lots of activities, which helps with comprehension for the story. So it's a free bonus pack that you get. If you if you order a book from Becky, it and it comes with a literacy kit. So I'm designing those, uh, utilizing all. I, the I bought her book, and at the kit. end of it, I bought her book, and at the end of it, it does oh, say awesome. that. So so which is a good oh, thing, awesome. you know. And I know that I actually need that because, but I'm not a teacher, you know, and I have a lot of guests that are teachers, but I, you know, we don't really talk about that, but, and that's really an important thing to sell the books for the school libraries. Well, it is. It's, it's beginning. You know, she has a co-author, yeah. which she'll talk about. But it right. has become. I've gotten since then. I've gotten so many requests from other children, people that write children's books that also want this literacy kit because you're getting, you're reaching out. You're getting a bigger, a, a bigger market with that. Yeah, because it, it's very That's hard amazing. to sell children's. It's very hard to sell children's books out it there. Is. I don't know. It's a tough market today. Well, it is Marcia. because of scholastic. It is because of scholastic. You know, because if it's not Correct. recognized by scholastic, it hurts all oh, authors. Yeah. Which is, I've been at too many signings where they put me in like a back room. I mean, because uh, it's terrible. So I don't do it anymore. You know, they go, oh, here's all the other books. You know, here's scholastic, Correct. and there's no authors for scholastic. I was, I'm the author there, but they think I'm a librarian there. <laughs> so I decided yeah. this is not oh, going to be good for me. Yeah, this is not good. And besides, you know, and there's so much stigma, which I'm not going to really talk about too much, about the fact that if you're a multi-genre author and do, do write romance and you do write other stories, it means you can't really, they don't like that you do children's books, which is totally an off-the-wall thinking. I'm sorry. You know, and I am uh, not, I, you know. That's terrible. And but that is the way it is. So we're, that's why we're going to have children's authors. I've changed my name so many times. I don't even can't find my things on Facebook. I mean, I have changed, you know. And that's not the idea. So now I'm just going as me, Marsha Casper Cook, and they have to take it, you know. And look at and I'm just going to say one thing about that. Just because people write a sexier book does not mean it has anything to do with their personality. That is the character. So I think that we'll get into that a little late, you know, about that. Because characters matter. We're going to talk about that, I hope, on this show. But, uh, you know, Lorraine, before we get to Becky, when I start doing the children's shows, I think it would be good if you could possibly come on and talk about that because it's so important. You know, I would be glad to. I, yeah. would be, I think it's I a whole different honest. audience. You know, because Virginia and I, when we both started World of Ink and um, Michigan Avenue Media, that was our primary uh, type was children's. We had children's oh. pages on Facebook and all of that, and there were so many authors, it was unbelievable, that were coming on, and it's not the same anymore. So maybe some of these authors maybe. will come back because they should, you know. Absolutely. Okay, Becky? Becky, hello, okay, Becky. Here is Miss Becky. Your book is very Get cute. The, the drawings are the drawings are good, really good. Oh, good, 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 good. good. All right, so tell everybody about yourself. Well, I'm pretty boring, actually. I, 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 I really doubt that. I doubt that. <laughs> well, I have children's books that I've written and. Basically, they were all about animals because I worked in the veterinary office, you know, field for 14 years. So, basically, my older children's books are, I did all rhyming, rhyming children's books. Yeah. And then, when I had written the outline of the haunted bakery, like, oh, wait a minute. Marsha, I was talking into my phone, but I'm on the rain phone. Sorry. <laughs> I have no idea because I think that I think you got to decide which phone you're talking into because I think it, maybe people aren't here. <laughs> it might be a good idea to maybe just do what do you, you you probably should have probably called in on your cell phone too. I think maybe it would have been easier. I think maybe because you're not. Are you both on the same phone? Yeah, I'm on the phone now. I'm on her phone, but I was talking into my phone and my phone's not even on your. Oh, show. okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> Okay, and before I forget, before I forget one thing, Maggie, you know, I wanted to tell you that 
if there's a question that you want to ask them, you can too, okay? Because usually on my shows, everybody, anybody, Lorraine can ask a question or Becky, it doesn't have to be me asking the question. So I just want you to know, okay, because there might be something, because we're not in the same room that you want to know. And I am not a mind reader. I'm not paranoid. I am not a mind reader. That that's not on one of my. That's not one of my things. Okay, go ahead, Becky. Okay, well, the haunted bakery. Um, I sat on, wrote that book five years ago and sat on it for five years. Well, I let Lorraine read it, and. You know, nothing came of it. Lorraine kept saying, you know, you need to do the haunted bakery. You need to do the haunted bakery. So I said, okay. So I pulled the book out, and I sent it to Lorraine. And Lorraine looked at it, and she added stuff, you know, content editing, like the paranormal and stuff like that. Well, then when I sent it to Erica Zabo to edit and upload it, she added a lot. She brought the story to life with her words. And between Erica, Lorraine, and Steve, if anybody needs any illustrations, you ought to use Steve Steve the Sculptor. He does a really good job. But, yeah, between, um, like I said, Erica, she went in and did all this content and put all this stuff in it. But now I have librarians. The other day I got some good news. I dropped the book off at Mayford Elementary. I used to work there in the school cafeteria. Well, the librarian asked if there's a group of librarians that do reviews on books, but it's normally like the top five like publishers and stuff. Well, she wrote a letter to um, the head of the librarian review club, and they're going to review the Haunted Bakery. So it's going to be in this huge catalog with all these librarians that have done reviews on it. Then I dropped another book off at a librarian, at a library, and actually one of the librarians there, he grew up knowing about the Haunted Bakery. And see, that's a part of my childhood. It was an old building during the Civil War time. And you go in the basement, and it was ovens in there. And everybody, the kids, we, you know, used to call it the Haunted Bakery because we really didn't know what it was. So, like I said, it's a part of my childhood. It has to do with bullying. And, you know, when I grew up, I was being bullied. So, but basically, it's a part of, it's an urban legend. It's a part of my childhood growing up. But, you know, like I said, Erica put her twist in there. Lorraine put her twist in there. And they brought the story to life. So, it's a good book. Well, that, so. you know, I'm, but, you know, that's one of the things, you know, and, um, well, Maggie also does books, you know, with, which have a message, which I didn't know till today either. And I know, you know, uh, I didn't even realize when I wrote my books, to be truthful, 15 years ago, and then I put them out afterwards. I didn't realize that I had messages in them. I worked for a pediatrician for 20 years. I'm, I'm a lab tech. You know, it's really funny that we all do different things. But it, it's kind of, you know, it's very interesting that, you know, when you write a book, you don't always realize you're right. You're telling a story, but you're not always realizing that there is a message because other people found the messages more than I thought it was a message book. Cause you know, we don't start out sometimes thinking I'm going to write a book about this or that. It happens, you know? Um, but I, I would like to talk about to Maggie about one thing because sci-fi, we do not have very many authors that are sci-fi or, or fantasy. How do you come up with your characters? Because it's a different genre than all the others, but the people that love sci-fi, they love sci-fi. Yes. Uh, I can't particularly say that I come up with them. Sometimes they just talk to me and tell me how they are. That sounds a little weird, but I, I've never actually sat down and decided, this, I'm going to do this to this character. It just seems to come when I'm writing it. And I'd say also when it comes to that, um, you were talking about messages. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Some of the messages that have come out with my books, I have not sat down at all to plan out either. Like I yeah. find that bullying is one, and also the one that I mainly push is fighting against human trafficking. I push that very strongly in my Destiny in the Shadows yeah. series. And I did not start out that way at all with that book. It just people started realizing it, and it has really picked up because they love that message. Most people don't seem to know about it. But 
As for the characters, I can't say that I sit down and write down, you're going to do this, this, this. They right. talk to me instead. <laughs> It seems like you are, and I think the same thing, you know, because Lorraine had said something before that she channels, you know, they, they and it's very interesting to hear, you know, that you're, you just sit down also and write, you know. I mean, I think people, they think like, you know, a lot of people that don't write think that characters, they don't, we, we can't always say where our characters come from, you know. Um, they just yeah. happen, you know. And um, Lorraine mentioned something about channeling, so you want to explain that a little, uh, Lorraine, what you're, you're, how you get that in your books? Yes, ab- absolutely. And, and I know if there's anybody listening out there that is into the paranormal or is a medium or is a sensitive. We have a lot of, we have a lot or, of people that listen to paranormal because we used to have Willow Cross yes. did a lot of shows with us. And we did ghost hunts and, and you know, she was, on, she was on the ghost hunt and I was on the radio. So it is so interesting and a lot of our people listen to that. It's a very interesting for absolutely people. Absolutely awesome. Well, you know, all I can say is, you know, most of my books, and, and I was on a radio show with Bob Brown just a few weeks ago, and it was telling him that a lot of my books, the characters evolved from the location. I go to a location, somehow I am connected, I am contacted, either by the spirits want me to write a story. So, you know, I'm going to go back to, um, you know, I lived in Phoenix for 23, 24 years, and my first book for young adults was Mysteries of the Red Coyote Inn. Um, It was an Amazon bestseller for a few days. It has a sequel called Out of the Ashes, and, you know, the the stories come out of the Superstition Mountains uh, that there's been a lot of paranormal activity back there. I have been back there. I myself have experienced activity back there, and I taught on the um, Sacaton um, Indian Reservation in Arizona for two years, had the liberty to, to talk with some of the parents and a shaman, get some of the legends. So, you know, I had that in my head for years and years and years. So I did not start writing till I went till I came to Cayman. So these characters started to speak to me. And as I wrote, um, I was writing about, shaman i was writing about spirit guides and the funny thing it's not really funny and there's nothing really funny about it because some very odd things begin to happen when you write because i i stop and i meditate and i get messages and it's almost like you know what this character has to do this this character's got to go this way so i'm getting messages from spirit guides and, and other spirits about which way this character and, and a lot of times I'm I am a plotter I'm not a pantser I'm a plotter I, I outline I, I have everything that I want on index cards I've got the scene written out everything however when I start writing this different things happen because they're speaking to me and they're saying nope this needs to go here you know the funny thing was when I was writing Mysteries of the Red Coyote, and I was writing about an underground alien base in the Superstition Mountains. Now, <laughs> I, I'm going to really guard my speech here because I, I have been called out on this, and people said, well, how do you know? Have you been there? Well, if you really want to get deep, um, I, I was told firsthand for some people that were there. And I also had some visions of what exactly is there's there's layers upon layers upon layers of a lab of a secret lab in those mountains. Okay. So do you think do you think and because you went there do you think because you went there you got that feeling? Yeah, I do, I do. But I yeah. was also warned back there. I I got a warning to stay away because it's you know that's why they call it the superstition mountains. Even a lot of the Native American tribes. It's sacred ground. They say, do not go back there. So, okay, so Mysteries of the Red Coyote Inn is about a young boy who he sees things back there. And his mother runs an old inn out in the desert. And strange things happen. He's also an empath. Um, and then he, he gets in with the wrong crowd. So I even tie some bullying. There's some bullying in that story. Um, 
Out of the Ashes, the sequel, is also very spiritual. It's got a lot of Native American spirituality. And again, again, I'm channeling some sort of spirit that wanted me to tell this story about the underground people that live in the Superstition Mountains and all of the legends. When I, when I moved to Cayman, there was a famous shipwreck there called the Wreck of the Ten Sails 250-some years ago. And we visited the site. I sat there. I listened to the ocean. I walked away, and I thought, there's a story here. Yeah, there was a shipwreck, but somebody, there was a child on that boat. Which, You know, I did my research. There were, there were no children on that boat, supposedly, but Spirit wanted me to write. So the boy, there's an, there is an empath in that story. Um, when I went to Rome, I went to Rome. I went to a small village called Potentro, where my family is from. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're talking spirit connection big time. I had a lot of strange experiences there. So I came home, and I wrote Beloved Sacrifice, which is about a curse on an Italian family, which is based on my family and I it's my mother's family they did they did have a curse it involved gypsies so you know part of that story is based on real facts you know and then I I twisted I put my my fiction into it and we'll get to my recent book called the women of the willow I want to ask I want to ask Maggie Maggie do you have a question to ask do you have anything to ask did you yeah I'm listening very intently to Lorraine because while I'm not an empath, um, I think that uh, I would certainly agree with the finding and feeling things. I'm a little different on empath, but I, I feel energies around things. So if I walk into a room, I'll be able to figure something out that's gone there. So I, I, I'm listening intently because I find it fascinating that you have similar things that goes on. Okay, do you want, do you want to explain exactly? Because I, I, well, I must be in another word. I didn't really, I don't really ever remember hearing that type, you know, any of the authors that are paranormal have never really explained empaths. So, do, Lorraine, do you want to explain it a little for our our authors, I mean, yeah. our people that are listening? Because I, if I don't know sure. it, I'm sure that's, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, use it in those terms, you know. I mean, I'm very superstitious, very, you know, um, I do believe a lot of this. So, you know, so, but I... I want to know the theory of that, how you, you know, so people can understand when we're talking about this. Okay, well, first of all, you know, like I said, the reason that I make my characters empaths is because I am an empath. And empaths sometimes have a really hard time um, socializing. And through writing, it has helped me. It has been a release. It's been a therapy. Um, As Maggie said, you know, she can pick up the energy. Um, and there's all different kinds of empaths out there. Sometimes they're called sensitive. There are global empaths that are highly affected. Let's just say that, okay, we just had, we had the recent hurricanes. We had Florence. We had devastation. Uh, a lot of people prior to environmental d- disasters will begin to feel it. They'll begin to become ill nauseous, they'll be, become over-emotional, they'll cry for no reason, no reason at all, no reason, because this is energy, it's in the air, and they're feeling it. I've got a friend who is a super hyper-environmental empath, and, on a, and she also does predictions, and she's always, she's always right on the money. She feels it. Okay, they can also get physically ill. There are animal empaths. That can and I, I'll bet you any money Maggie can relate to this. They love animals, but they can also sense through the animals things, and they can read animals. And a lot of those animal empaths tend to have uh, careers with vet, as veterinary assistants, as vets, as working at shelters. There are also um, physical, you know, healing empaths that can heal people, but that is very dangerous because sometimes if you don't know what you're doing, you can take on the physical effects of that particular person. There are 
romantic. But I, I think, don't you think, though, authors, don't you think that authors or actors, um, when they're working on something very intense that they're doing, it affects them, you know, because Absolutely. you're 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 taking Absolutely. on some of the, you know, it's and if you feel the emotion, hopefully your reader will, because when you're writing it, oh, you're feeling. That's, so I, you yeah. know, absolutely. A, yeah, yeah. Maggie, absolutely. you agree on that, or Maggie, is that yes, something I you do. agree with too? Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I'm not tech, I'm not technically an empath, but I know all about that subject. Yeah. I've read on it. I do something slightly different, like um, I'll be able to. I'm not sure if this ties in with emp- empathetic type stuff or not, but like I'll be able to see. I went to an air show last weekend, and one of the um, F-16s went up, and I noticed only one of them had a black aura about it, as did my mother. So we can, when you have those type of abilities, you can just sense like I don't know if that'd be in the battle? Well, you know, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up, uh, impasse. It says a definition of an impasse is something from which there is no escape or solution. An example of impasse is a blind alley. An example of impasse is an argument where there are no agreement is reached. Um, I'm looking all these, you know, to see because you're saying, you know, because there are a lot of different things that probably most people listening now may feel that they didn't know was an impasse. Yeah, so what that know, meant. And there's also climatic. There is also the weather. <laughs> I just read a, I just read an article about how the weather impacts impasse. One of the biggest things. Okay, we're talking about a lightning storm. Now, a thunder and lightning storm will affect me uh, because lightning has energy. It changes the ions in the yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Humidity. Humidity is another factor. So you know, there's all there's all different kind of empaths, but one of the biggest things is um, that I find because we're all authors and we have to be out there on social media, I struggle, I struggle with it, and I don't show it a lot. People don't know this about me. They think, oh, she's really good on social media. They don't know what happens when I turn that when I click that button off. They don't know that I get that I cry, that I get depressed, that I'm tired. Because it's, it's, there's a lot of energy, and it's very draining. And I, Maggie, can you relate to that? I can to a degree. I'm very much an introvert, but um, I think the best I can describe it as just a Martian note. It's just like um, I was an entertainer on stage for a long time. You know, you can feel the energy mm-hmm. in a room. Yeah. And it can yeah. either drain you very quickly or it can boost you higher. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, I think I think you know whether we like it or not. I think it, you know, the Facebook and Twitter and all of these things do affect us much more than we all think. I mean, I am not stressful, but when I am on Facebook, well, good for you. I am. I feel the stress on Facebook. I feel like if oh, yeah. I see somebody that's having a hard time, I don't might not even know them, and I'm starting to feel bad for them. And I'm writing, I'm sorry, I don't even know who they are. So I think this exactly. is not a good thing. It's not really no, it's a good not. thing. It's not. not and I think it's it's very you know. And I am going to try to stop this because I it's ridiculous yeah. because I think. There is so much negativity out there that as writers, this has to be affecting our writing because we, I love to write and I have fun writing, but I don't have fun doing, you know, I like my shows, my shows I love and I like to go, you know, promote them, but I do not like to scroll down and see all the tragedy that it did not start out that way, but it is that way now. Uh, you know, Becky, you know, Becky's not on it as Becky, I don't think you're on as much. Well, I'm not, I'm not into the impasse and stuff like that. I don't know anything but you're about not, that. But you're not on Facebook as much. No, uh-uh, no. no. Yeah, see, that's because yeah, I, you know, because I do see, you know, Maggie, I see you and Lorraine. You and I'm out there too, you know. And I do think, you know, while we're talking about this, I I never thought about it in those terms, other than I know it can't be good for people. Well, you know, yeah, um, I don't. I, I I don't stay on Facebook a lot. I'll I'll stalk it, you know. But I mean, 
I'm a stalker. See, but I feel I sometimes like if I see something that I know somebody that they're having a hard time, I find I need to write them a message, and I'm thinking, oh my oh, god, yeah, I do you, that. And but I feel like that can't be good for people. I mean, I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about in general. And now that we're talking about this subject, which we've really not talked about too much, you know, I, did, I didn't really figure it as a name, you know, as what it is. But the truth is, I do think authors, I think that they are spending so much time on Facebook, by the time they get off, they're exhausted, and they can't write. Lorraine? Yeah, because you go on, you go on Facebook. This is Becky. You go on Facebook, okay. and you see basically you've got a bunch of, you know, most of your friends are basically authors, and they have all these different genres and books that they post. <laughs> you know, on Facebook and stuff, and I know me, I try to stay off of it as much as I can, because it will, I mean, I've got an addictive personality, and if I get on one Facebook, and... Well, I think we probably all do, right, right, we all do, I think, well, I see Maggie on there all the time, and I see Lorraine all the time, and I'm on there, and, you know, and there are a lot of people, though, that I don't see, and sometimes I have to email them and say, are you okay, so this is not a... Yeah. Have to stop doing these things because you know, but it yeah. does. It, you know, uh, it, it is something that we do. You know, and that is what you know. I think so. People that are listening, maybe they should work on their characters a little more and their stories more because they can use all of this for their characters instead of feeling drained. And I do feel that people are drained from this. You know, and Lorraine, I think you're right when you brought that up, and it's true. I feel it. And, Maggie, I think you're kind of agreeing with that, too, then, that maybe yeah, this isn't I the best. Yeah, I think believe yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And, <laughs> yeah, what did you say? I didn't hear this. I'm sorry, I was saying that I happen to know that loads of people are leaving social media in droves, so I'm agreeing with you totally. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I get a message. Somebody says, you know, they're getting off of it. So I think, you know, I actually think you don't get, have to get off of it. I think that we all, since we're talking about this subject, we all could use not, you know, we don't have to go on it as much. And when I started the show nine years ago, um, doing radio shows, people would share and they would, you know, actually care a little bit more than they do now. So now people aren't getting likes, they're not getting shares, and it's because people are just tired out. So I guess the people that did it years ago have to realize it's just not the way it is. So, you know, you have to find new groups, but I think, you know, when you are multi-genre authors, you know, and we write different characters of different types, you know, you get yourself involved in different groups, but maybe at the end of the day it's best that we contain ourselves and do more writing than answering Facebook and you know is what it is you're answering you know and then if people write a if write something out there and nobody you know looks at it you're wondering like well what happened because you know and Facebook does not share like it used to so maybe you know thinking about it in these terms maybe it isn't good for people as much and if, if Maggie, you're right. I know people are going off of it. You're right. They're going off in droves. They are. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, also and I got all these new. I got all these new people. I have no idea who they are. None. I don't see the old. I mean, and Facebook. I think that's a thing that they've done. I'm thinking like, well, who is this? You know. And I'm writing. I'm sorry to somebody I don't even know. Or they haven't been on my show. And I've had a lot of people on my show, so I do know a lot of people. But. I, you know, so I think maybe at the end of the day, when while we're discussing this, writing would be the way to go, and putting all our energy into our characters and our stories, rather than uh, being on Facebook. Lorraine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to bring something up before it loses. I lose my mind because this is how okay. things come and go. Let's get back to the, um, and it kind of ties into social media because when I'm on social media, I I get blocked and I'm not getting um, the the mojo to write. Let me yeah. bring this up. When okay. I am away from the computer, when everything is shut down, when I'm on social media, when I'm at the gym, on the elliptical, 
I am getting ideas for my story, good ideas. And I'm like, You're right. Why I, I agree on that. Out? That's true. That's why very true. That's true. And you know why You're they're right. coming? Because I'm away. I'm I'm thinking. I'm listening to my yeah. mood music. I'm I'm in the zone. That's why they're yeah. coming in. I'm, You're I'm, right. I'm laying down at night. I'm getting ready to go to bed. Boom, I'm getting ideas. Why are they coming yeah. in? Because yeah. I'm not yeah. distracted. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, are we all yeah. not going to see each other? Are we all not going to see each other on Facebook? We'll all disappear. <laughs> <laughs> disappear oh, or be depressed okay. or something. You know, you, know, I, you know, honestly, the object, the reason I do my shows is because I really want people to know that they have to keep going on, you know. And I saw an author that he used to be my client years Thank ago. You. And I just kept saying to him, stay in, stay in the game, stay in the game. And stay actually, game. He's, you know, he is in the game. So I think it is a game, actually, but that's what I call it. But the thing is, is that staying in the game, and all of us write different genres, which are is not a bad idea. So I think when people, you know, I wished I would have sometimes stay in one genre, but I actually, my brain doesn't work that way, so I can't help it, you know. And I think Correct. I'm just writing. Like I, like Maggie said, too, you just get an idea or, or whatever, you know. So I think that that's what we're doing now. When we're talking about this, this is a subject we really don't get into too much. And it's an interesting subject because I would bet people are – Listening. That's why I asked you to explain exactly what that meant, because sometimes people don't want to say they don't know. I always say that. <laughs> I don't know a lot of things, but I have learned a lot of things. I've learned so much from my shows. That's what. That's another well, I'm thing. I'm sure you, you have. Know. I'm sure you have, and all the because I I didn't I didn't get this what this what you're talking about, but I do get it. And you know, it's interesting that yeah. Maggie's on the show because Maggie. <laughs> gets it too so that's very interesting because usually when i have you two on together we just do the two of you you know sometimes or we have mike on sometimes you know but so maggie must fit in this little group here i think that i've put just a note to tell you guys about facebook they've changed their algorithm to feature community posts so if you're not getting Mm -hmm. comments it's not going to show it to people plus if you put nice business related posts on your personal profile they hide it so no one will see it. They're trying to get people oh. to buy ads, so that's one of the reasons no one's seeing it. That's true. As well. Right, Maggie's right. Maggie's right. And yes, that is correct. Maggie is right. Yeah. Yes. And I do put ads mm-hmm. in because I'm going to tell you why. You know, um, I have web.com, you know, and they have done my websites. I've used register.com for 20 years. Right? That's since I started, you know, all of this. You know, uh, but, you know, they say their programs are like three hundred and fifty dollars for doing ads. Wow! Think that yeah. So and I, I said, well, like, how many do you people do you get? They gave me a number, and I go, well, like, if I put like a ten dollar ad, I get more than that. So why would I pay three hundred and fifty dollars? You know, exactly. because. But what they said though is. They only do five a month, and they're probably right about that, which I agree now on, because the more, you know, it's good to do that, but if you keep doing it, then people sometimes pass you by, although Amazon's ideas, when I've talked to Amazon, they said you can never advertise too much, which is what Amazon does, and look at Amazon. (laughs) I mean... Yeah. You know, so there's so many you know, there's so many things, you know, telling you what to do and it is, you know, like I've listened to a lot of webinars lately and actually at the end of the webinar they all try to sell stuff, but at the exactly. whole webinars, they're, but they're good, though. But the webinars are good. And then they try to sell your program, but after you yes. listen to them, you've learned a lot. You have. You know, about Instagram. You get your money's worth. Mm-hmm. It's free. It these are free, and you know. Yeah, so I, do I think a lot of the free ones. You do do yeah, and they're good. You know, and I think I that we well, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, and I think when it gets to the part where they're asking for money, I don't do it. But no, you get no. a lot out of these webinars because things have changed so fast, and every day that it's probably as we're speaking, something else is changing. <laughs> so you you got it. You want to be up on it, but. That's you're right, Maggie. That's probably why because they're not we're not seeing all of that. So if you don't see anything and you're used to seeing something, then you go like, well, did anybody see that? And why am I wasting my time? Yep. That's but I exactly guess 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, yeah. All right, does anybody want to ask a question? You can go on, on any to- topic we want. Lorraine has a lot of topics here. <laughs> <laughs> what was the topic? <laughs> well, let me think. If I had to ask a question, you know, um, I did write, you know, a certain genre, and I, you know, I, I, I did write two, two erotica books. I do not mm-hmm. think, um, I, I just kind of did it because I just wanted to explore the field. And yeah, I, I agree. I, that's I that's true. That's true. One. I don't think I would write another one. Uh, I'm sticking to my love, which is paranormal. Now, this yeah. trilogy that I'm writing is the the book three is more paranormal romance. But yeah. and I got to tell you, the crazy thing with me is, so I'm writing book three, and one of the things I don't know if it's just because I read an erotica, but I find that because I did write that genre, the one scene, the one romantic scene in my book that's coming out, I mean, it's like it's extremely graphic. It's over the top. I'm going to have to tone it down. <laughs> yeah, but okay. You know what, though? See, because I think about old books, think about movies, think about all of the things that yeah. we see. You know, it's sex, okay? And because it's classified as erotica, it's ridiculous. It's insane because it's yeah. real, just because there's several sex scenes does not mean it's really erotica. You know, I mean, it, it's labeled that, it's labeled that, and it costs you readers because of that. And I was surveying the other day after listening to Amazon, uh, a guy from Amazon talking about, you know, how to, you know, classify, put your book in the right place and whatever. And they were talking about that, you know. Um, like, and so I went in and I looked at, like, that says go in and say 10, uh, 100 of the top um, romance books. And if you put that in on the Kindle, all kinds of different books, or if you put even sexy or whatever, they come up in different, they're not really that genre, but they may have sex in it. So some of the books are classified wrong, which is what's happening to people. And what the guy said, his name was Brian Cohn, I think he's from Chicago, it was a really good webinar, but he was saying you need to have a good cover, you need to have a good name, and you need to get in the right spot, and that's why you have to, no matter, like a lot of times publishers and um, a lot of people say don't change the title, but it is important because a lot of people, there's so many books out there that if you have a title that they don't get, they're not going to look yes. at your book. And so all so of true. these, yeah, all of these things are now, after all these years, now yes. this is what they're coming out with. And the description, yes, it does matter. But it is hard. It's it the does. worst. I mean, they charge a lot of money for people writing a synopsis. But let me tell you, I mean, it, certainly I was an agent for all these years for screenplays and whatever. And that synopsis is very important, and so is that log oh, line, is. which is two, which is one. Actually, they want one line, and so I see where people might want to pay for something because it. You could, but the, he he said to keep writing it over and over till you see that your audience is ke- getting what you're saying. So and that's how you get change, Yeah, so he's basically saying that you should once in a while change your synopsis to your book. Yep, and the, yeah, on on the Amazon, you know, change the description mm-hmm. because if it's not getting to the right people that are seeing it, they won't buy it. Makes and sense. you know, you know, it's interesting. I had Anna Ford on, and she has, uh, was in charge of, like a lot of these book clubs. I found her in one of the magazines, and she was on the show. And she was saying, I said, well, what do you look for to tell people? You know, it's book clubs. She's it's a, she uh, she owns a book yeah. club, a whole group. And she said she looks about, at about the author. She doesn't care about a lot of other things. She wants to know about the author, oh, which really? is interesting. That's, yeah. So, I mean, right, because, you know, sometimes we just keep the same things about us. But maybe if we have new things to add, we should add that. I never thought you know, that. You know, yeah, and the reviews. The reviews are – the reviews – You know, you should at least have 10. It is hard to get reviews. And I have used uh, the Kindle book. very hard. I have used the Kindle book. Very hard. But they have a service, you know, 
the book review, Kindle.net, and I'll tell you that they do the reviews. It may be $50, and they read, you know, they do a lot of this, but you apps, the review gets posted and it stays because a lot of these reviews are getting taken off. They are. So this is what he would do. This is what you do. You got to keep changing. And I think all of us that are on the show, you know, you all of you, because you write different genres, you know, that's what we do. And people try to say, well, maybe you should stick to one. But the truth is, you wrote the you wrote books that are erotic. You wrote books that were whatever. But it's still a book, and it shouldn't matter. That you have to keep them. You know, I found myself. I found myself apologizing for a couple of my books, and I'm thinking, like, why? What? But this is ridiculous. And then I have to get over myself because the truth is, it's nothing that intense. So I mean, I did find myself saying, "Oh, well, just take, just forget about the words I used." And then I'm thinking, and I have a lot of of hot, sexy writers on, and they are not afraid, and they don't care, and they do really well. And and so I decided I would do one, thinking it's fun. It is. That's all. It was a lot of fun. It was, uh, you know, opening up and, you know, like I said, you know, and my co-author here, you know, I co-authored with Becky on on those two erotica books, and we had a blast writing them. I know. See, that's the whole thing. So, like, Maggie, is there anything in your writing, what's your favorite? I mean, what do you really, like, when you really want to enjoy what you're writing, do you have a favorite genre? I I go for science, sci-fi and fantasy all the time, and I, I find what you're saying very interesting because... There's a huge double standard because on the opposite end of the spectrum, I'm writing from assassin's point of view, and people are getting killed and murdered, and Amazon doesn't care what if you insert a sex scene, John forbid. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, like and everybody it, yeah. wants that. Yeah. You know, we have, and I've had a lot of shows with horror writers on, and people go like, oh, my God, oh, I can't, you know. But, you know what, it's just a story. And they are so nice, though. I mean, it has nothing to do with just what they're writing. So I think what, because we're all out there now and because of social media and everywhere, you're we're learning more about these things. But if someone is a sci-fi horror, you can't say that, oh, I'll never read that book. That's ridiculous. You know, or if it's a sexy book. You know, because they're classified, it's a killer for all of us. Uh-huh. And that's correct. It's yeah, the that's story true. that matters. You know, the name of my show really is, a, it's a good story. You know what I mean? A good story is a good story. Because somebody once told me that when I first started. And that's really what we all try to do, write a good story. But when we get out there and we have to do this, it becomes something different. Because we're not yeah, allowed to just, involved. they're not looking, they're not reading it because it's a good story. They're reading it because of the genre. Yeah, I'll give yeah, you a tip I, I learned. I, I, I actually learned with Amazon, now you maybe all you could use this. You, if you're having trouble with the genre of the book, you can write to Amazon and um, have your book put into almost 10 separate subgenres. I found that that really helps with it. I haven't done it yet. But is that how you did it, though? Because I've called them. Is that what you did? You wrote to them and you asked them? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been okay. told to do. Yeah. I'm in the process of doing that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I have tried some of that, but I will write them and get right. Because they used to have someone you could talk to, but not. If you write to them, that's, see, then they'll fix it for you because they know how to get you in the right place. See, because yeah, we're I not, know, that's the problem, that we're not. When I was looking the other day, I couldn't believe that I saw the same book in the top 100 in many categories, and it only really fit in one or two that I was thinking. Okay, so it's so they're in, but every time you clicked on top 100, mm-hmm. that book kept coming up. That same so, book came up. Yep, yeah. uh-huh, yeah. Well, you so, know, I, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and I bet you Maggie and Becky's going to agree. Like one of my books, I'll just say, for instance, one of my books in the trilogy, you know, in the Women yeah. of the Willowwood trilogy. I've got horror. I've got occult. I've got erotica. I've got romance. 
I've got spirituality. So there you go. You've got yeah. a conglomerate of genres if right. in one book. Right. Do exactly. you agree with, with exactly. that, Maggie? Yep. Maggie? Yeah. I yeah. agree with that totally, See? yes. Yeah, me too. Me too, yeah. So that's an interesting concept. So. So, right, by writing to them, that might help because then they can put you in. Because I'm telling you, I just looked it up the other night, and I went, oh, my God, this person is in the same. It's in the same category no matter what I was doing because wow. it was the same category as I was thinking. So, but, you know, and that's, and I'm thinking, how is that in that category? And it didn't have a ton of reviews either. So, you know, that part, oh, the guy from, that was the, the guy in the webinar said, you just need like 10. Not, I, I don't know how people get like 4,000 or 50 or 100. I don't know. I'm 200. I'm about that myself. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you like mythical creatures and all that. It's not available when you sign up to put it on Amazon. But if you want to put on subgenres, like they have Night and Dragon or Sorcery, they have these teensy little genres. That you can yeah. only get yeah. into if you read a system. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. That's a good idea because, right, because, you know, you really, it's almost like, you know, you almost do have to be a nightmare, a nightmare, not, not nightmare. You almost have to be a nightmare. <laughs> I must have meant something. Does that mean anything tonight? I don't know. But, you know, you almost have to be, you know, you have to be like a psychic to figure out what the person you is going to put in what they, when your book comes up. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really interesting thing because um you don't we we really don't know. And that's the thing. And you know and the problem also is there's so many other places people can buy books. We don't even know what's going. I mean, if you look at somewhere and you go like, "Oh, it's but Kobo has a lot of things going on too." You know, but the most yeah. that I think people all know Amazon no matter what yes, anybody says, that's, it, the that's main it. one. That is that's the main. It. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's the way it is. When it's Amazon, they know it. But other things, they don't know it. They don't even know what Smashwords is a lot of times. A yeah. lot of people don't. No, a lot of people I can don't. Tell that, I can tell you that Walmart actually is pairing up right now with Kobo's, but some of the people might actually start to recognize that one, but the other ones, I don't know if they do or not yet. Yeah, because I I know because Walmart has has my books now there too, you know, and that's an interesting oh, that's thing great. because they're starting to put people books out there. I don't know if they'll sell there, but you know, you don't really know. You know, I'm still working on now to get the fact that they're not going to say they're out of stock because they're from Ingram, which is so unsettling. You know, yes, and we is. fixed we fixed it. We fixed it's never too late. Now that book mysteriously now is in stock. So you know so, Yeah, it's it's bad. you know, I'm waiting for my uh Holocaust survivor. That one we're putting in. We're gonna to have to change a lot of them. And I'm you know, and I am making some changes and things that I didn't do before. I'm gonna change some of the uh drawings in one of my books that I started out with because you know when you do something mm-hmm. 10 years ago or 12 years ago sometimes you do need a makeover on it yeah it needs yeah some of the things do need updates and I need to do that also yeah and it you know the, that's that. the one thing I hate to do but you have to do it you know yeah yep. uh, absolutely but, yeah this has been interesting talking about these subjects really they are and um I absolutely hope you'll all come on again because this is really interesting that things that we've not talked about this, you know. But, um, and I didn't really know, Lorraine, you're that big with the paranormal because we used to have so many paranormal shows all the time. Oh, well, yes, I, I, I am. And like I said, you know, people don't realize, you know, they think that I'm having a great old time on social media. It's very stressful for me to go on. I almost have to, you know, just psych myself up in the morning you go on the computer and post because it's, it just takes so much out of me. It's just I, I can't deal with the energy. People that are close to me, they know, they know, but the majority of people don't know how it affects me, and, it, and it's a very serious problem. Uh, I am going to be less available on social media and less active because I do want to spend more time to get my um, 
book three out there. So I yeah, I think it's a smart. I, I think so. You know, I myself have been thinking about this, which I will be doing, mm-hmm. you know, just my shows out there. Because I, that right. I love. I love my shows and I love writing, but I must admit I know well, people know this already about me that I don't like social media because it does drive me crazy. It really does. It's a, it's a very I think it's stressful. So I think if people are listening, maybe they understand why they're feeling the way they do because um, this is what's happening to people now. Certainly authors, you know, because you're supposed to write the story and then worry about marketing it. You don't have to. You can't be thinking about that when you're writing a story because that doesn't work. Exactly. It takes you away know. from your writing content. Exactly. Marsha, yeah. Marsha, I ordered your magical leafy lizard potion. Oh, you did? Book. Is it in stock? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I got it. Yay. Oh, you did get it. Oh, good. Okay, that's good. Okay. Yeah, and Mikey Brooks is the illustrator. He's a really good. He's been on the show, and he's a he's I, a I really fun person. I haven't had a chance Wait. to read it yet, but I love the cover. Whoops. I'll have to Let order me. one, too. It's adorable. Wait, let me put Maggie. You you got lost there, right? Maggie. I don't know what happened. She got lost. Maggie. Oh well. Okay. Hello. Hello. Lorraine. Well, I think everybody got lost. What happened here? Well, okay, I will definitely end the show then because I think I lost both of the authors, but it's 4 o'clock and we've been on for over an hour. So it's been a fun show, and I want to thank Maggie, and I want to thank Lorraine and Becky, and um, I hope they'll come on again. And it was such a very, it was an interesting show, and I hope everybody listening out there tries to do more than just be on Facebook and continue your writing because that's the most important thing. So... And have a good day. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.